Welcome everyone to the Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast presented by the 33rd team. I am your host as always, Josh Larkey, and today we have a special treat. I don't think I've been as excited for a show sheet in a while, and I don't think Ian Miller has either because we are going to be drafting wide receivers for Dynasty two years from now. So as if we were ahead of the 2025 NFL season, two years from now, who do we think among the current receivers, the top 20 dynasty guys would be? So we're just going to go back and forth drafting our players. Ian has the first pick because I'm generous. So we'll just go back and forth and we'll just kind of discuss how old they'll be and what we're, our outlook is and why we're selecting them. Who is your first pick in 2025? Now, I don't think you could go wrong with two guys here. But the guy that I'm going to go with is the one that's attached to an elite quarterback for the foreseeable future. Because when you're talking about Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, you're just splitting hairs. In reality, they both put up historic comps. Like Jamar Chase, we know he had basically a broken hip last year. And yet the only wide receivers in history in their second season to have a higher target share is Calvin Johnson, A.J. Green, Mike Evans, and Brandon Marshall. And then that guy is Ooh. attached to a Joe Burrow high-powered offense for the foreseeable future, that's the guy who I'm going to be taking right now as my number one receiver in 2025. I will admit Chase was my number one on the board too. I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson. I, I think we all knew those were going to be one too. Jefferson will be will have just turned 26 ahead of that season. There is quarterback uncertainty. He has several hundred yards more than anyone else through three seasons in the NFL. I put out what I think was a pretty banger tweet, got some good engagement that Justin Jefferson's averaged over 1,600 receiving yards per season through three seasons, over 1,600 on average. Devontae Adams has never reached that in any season. I think that just goes to show how ridiculous Jefferson is. Very murky quarterback situation long-term, but I'm just going to bet on the talent. He's 26. He'll still be entering his prime, if not like the beginning of his prime. So I, I think that's pretty chalk one too. I assume you had Jefferson at second. Yes, absolutely. This is where stuff gets interesting. Who, who do you have at number three? Yeah, this is where it gets a bit interesting. And the guy that I'm going to take is also attached to a pretty solid passing quarterback for the foreseeable future, and that is C.D. Lamb. Last year, he had a true breakout, becoming just the fifth third-year receiver to put up at least a 26% target share and 85-plus PFF receiving grade, joining Hopkins, Odell, Mike Evans, and Justin Jefferson. That guy will be 28 when it comes to 2025, and it's pretty easy to see high-end success continuing. And, I mean, by the time he's 2025, a 28-year-old we actually see is still in the top 10 quite easily in value. I had Lamb number six, so can't dislike the pick, but I'm glad you didn't take my number three. For number three, I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson. He'll, be, he'll have just turned 25. He's currently the consensus dynasty wide receiver three. I'm just going to keep him there. Aaron Rodgers just signed some type of extension. Even if Aaron Rodgers is no longer his quarterback, I think Garrett Wilson is just talented enough. And I, I think what we're going to see at least these next two seasons with Rodgers, some pretty incredible numbers. Rodgers has always honed in on uh, kind of one receiver that he likes the best. I think that is most certainly going to be Garrett Wilson, not Alan Lazard for this year and next year. And I think coming off of two pretty incredible seasons, we say, hey, wh why would we mess with Garrett Wilson? Let's just keep him number three. So I've got Garrett Wilson drafting him as number four, my third ranked player. Who are you taking now at number five? 
my third pick after taking Jamar Chase and CeeDee Lamb, you've set me up for a well right after taking Garrett Wilson. I'm going to take Chris Olave. Now, the guys that I've been talking about are attached to great situations for the foreseeable future. Olave is a little more in the unclear, but when we look at what he did as a rookie, in fact, one of those things was he outscored Garrett Wilson and also had pretty incompetent quarterback play. But what he did and how he did it is truly ex- uh, amazing or electrifying. In fact, He's only the third first-round rookie to put over two yards per out run, and he did that on an average depth of target deeper than 14. The only other guys to do that are A.J. Green and Mike Evans, and both those guys have two of the top three target shares for a second-year receiver ever, and they're doing this on deep average depth of targets, meaning you're more susceptible to fantasy points. He's going to be very young. He's he's a year older than Garrett Wilson, and he's still going to be quite young when it comes to 2025. I like that pick. I had Olave as my number five, but we haven't gone over my fourth ranked guy who I'm going to take now at pick six. I am going to take Jackson Smith and Jigba who will be only 23 and a half years old. He's incredibly young. I don't necessarily have the highest expectations for him as a rookie because Metcalf and Lockett are there. Metcalf and Lockett are both signed through 2025, but I think after year one, he's going to be undeniable. And uh, one thing I know about Dynasty is once the hype gets going, players start to get steamed up, 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 up. We've kind of had that even with Garrett Wilson, where Garrett Wilson's currently a Dynasty wide receiver three, and he hasn't even done that much yet. It's simply because we look and we go, wow, look what he's poised to do going forward. And I think that's what we're going to have with Jackson Smith and Jigba, whether it's Geno Smith or somebody else. At this point, DK Metcalf will be 27 and a half. Tyler Lockett, I believe, will be 32, potentially and a half. So I don't really think of these guys as factors when JSN is going to be 23 and a half years old, many, many years younger, just starting to enter his prime going into year three. And uh, I'm going to bet on the guy where not only is he going to be set up with good weapons around him, but not guys that I think are actually going to eat into his target share. But the Seahawks had two rookie tackles on the O-line last year. Those guys will now be going into year four. For 2025, this offensive line could be the NFL's best unit at this point. And I'm, I'm just very bullish on the, the Seahawks long-term with their team building. So I'll take JSN at pick six. Where did you have JSN? I had him a bit lower than you did. I will say that. But right now, I am pick stuck seven. between. <laughs> yes. Right now, I'm stuck between two guys. But seeing how this draft goes, age is very important. And so a guy that I'm going to take put up very similar peripherals to Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. But unfortunately, it comes in a very brutal offense. But the thing is, we're not looking at 2023. In fact, we're not even looking at 2024. If a guy who became just the fourth rookie wide receiver to put up a 23% target share and two plus yards per team pass attempt is going to be available here, and we don't know what the offense looks like, because right now he's in one of the worst situations. I'd say Mm -hmm. a couple years from now, there's a good chance at worst that that is at least much better than the one that he's currently in. So a guy with that much talent who still just turned 22 years old is going to be the guy that I am taking with this pick here, and that is Drake London. You know what? This is your second snipe. You got me on Chase. I thought you might go Chase over Jefferson. I had London as my seventh player on the board. You took him as well. He'll have just turned 24 years old incredibly young. I, I think that is kind of the, the smash pick at this point, at least with my ranking. Seems like you liked him as well. This next one, I waffled. 
hard. There, there's two guys I was really going back and forth with. Ultimately, I'm going with the guy who, as a rookie two years ago, set the receptions record for most receiving or most receptions by a rookie. Then last year, he switches to a lower volume, high average depth of target role, and he has 1,300 receiving yards. This guy will be 26 and a half at this point. I think his quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa, does get extended at some point by the Dolphins. And I'm pretty comfortable having Jalen Waddell trust the talent, prime of his career, as my wide receiver eight. Where did you have Jalen Waddell? I had him a little bit lower, out, a little bit right outside the top 10 is where I had Jalen wow. Waddell. So we're harsh, <laughs> harsh critic over here. Wow. I'll, I'll snipe you at some point. All right. Who do you have for uh, your your ninth pick. So now I'm going to turn this over and I'm going to be the guy that drafts an old player at this time. This player will be 28 years old when it comes mm. time in 2025. But if we look at keep trade cut right now, we actually have two players older than 28 inside the top 10. And we have four inside the top 16 that are older than this player's age in 2025. This player has multiple wide receiver one finishes in an offense that ranked 31st in pass attempts, 30th in pass attempts, 26th in pass attempts, and most recently 23rd in pass attempts. He's never even had a league average passing volume offense, and he has multiple wide receiver one finishes already. If over the next couple of years, this offense changes to a little more passing volume with efficiency, I mean, we're looking at A.J. Brown as a break fantasy football type, and that's the guy at 28 years old that I would love to select in my top 10 in 2025. Interesting. I had him down at wide receiver 20. He made the cut barely going right into that 28 year old wide receiver. Are you concerned at all about the history of knee injuries? That's ultimately why I kept him lower is I don't really know exactly how that stacks up. All I know is that he's had multiple knee surgeries. He's currently 26 years old, a little bit hesitant as to what he'll look like at age 28, where we see some of these guys like Des Bryant types, these big physical guys, a couple injuries hit, they fall off the cliff. I don't think Brown's falling off the cliff. I had him in, as number 20. I still think he's gonna be very good. Is that, is that a concern in, to you at all? Or are you, you just pretty set given his production in these, these pretty low volume offenses, like you mentioned? I think it's a very fair thing to look at a knee injury and say, ah, oh, this might affect when he gets older. Right now, it's not, and his production, even with these knee injuries, has been near league's best. So I'm just going to continue rolling with the production, and if I get killed by the health bug, then I get killed by the health bug. For my 10th player, I am going to be selecting someone that I almost took the pick before. This is a guy where all he does is rack up receptions. He's basically what we hope Jackson Smith and Jigbo will be. He'll be a little bit pre-age 26 heading into that 2025 season. I, I really like Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown's done nothing but command targets at an incredibly high level. I like the way the Lions look right now. I think they're positioned well long-term. I think he and Jameson Williams become possibly the NFL's best receiving duo by 2025. And I... I just think we're, we're kind of looking at Keenan Allen essentially. And that I, do I want 25 year old Keenan Allen in dynasty? Absolutely. So let's throw Amon Ra St. Brown on the squad for pick 10. Where did you have Amon Ra? I had Rob Amon Ra right here. This is the guy that I would have taken. So congratulations on the snipe. snipe. Finally, finally we hit a snipe. Who do you have now for pick 11? 
with your snipe, you've given me a chance to take a guy that I've wanted to take, and that is Quinton Johnston. Now, why do I feel like I wanted to take him? Well, you took Jackson Smith and Jigba sixth overall in this, and I find them to be very similar prospects. In fact, both of them are included in a very short list of first-rounders to post above three yards per team pass attempt at 19 years old, joining Des Bryant, Jamar Chase, Michael Crabtree, and Kenny Britt. Both those guys did it. The difference here with Quinton Johnson He's attached to Justin Herbert, who's now attached to the Chargers long-term. So you get to be in one of the best passing situations possible. And even if he hits in 2023 moderately or shows plenty of flashes, we're looking at someone who by 2024, this could be a discount. And we're talking about 2025. I I almost took him instead of Aminra. I was afraid you'd take him. It looks like either way I would have lost a guy. I was, I was kind of debating those like Aminra, Quentin Johnston. Yeah, I, I'm jealous as a Chargers fan, as a fan of Justin Herbert. I, that was a good pick. You know what, though? What's, what's fun here is we get to do the old double tap. You might know where I'm going with this. So I, I kind of hinted at what I think the NFL's best receiver duo will be in 2025. And I'm just going to take the other portion of that with Jamison Williams, who will have just turned 24 years old ahead of the 2025 season. He's still incredibly young. That will give him... This year, where he plays about two-thirds of the season due to suspension, then a full season in 2024, we go, oh my God, this is the player that we thought we were getting, the the guy that, ran, uh, that the Lions traded up for. And then coming off that season, he catapults up the dynasty rankings. And I'll take him right here now at pick 12, Jameson Williams. So with Jameson Williams, I think what we really like, I actually think he's very similar to Quentin Johnston. Ultimately, what we're looking for is guys that are going to run routes down the field command a decent amount of targets and be really dangerous after the catch. And I think he kind of fits those bills Four three, like high four, three type wheels is what he's, he probably has. I think of him kind of like Jalen Waddle last year, honestly, I think that's sort of the upside with JMO is that he's giving you 12, 13, 1400 yards every season, catching maybe 70 balls, six to 10 touchdowns every single season. And, I, I'm just going to stack these lines, apparently. So we, we've got Amon Ra. We go right back with J-Mo. So that, that is my pick 12. Where did you have Jameson Williams? I, I know you're a lot lower on him than I am. I was about to say you've drafted the first guy that wasn't in my top 20 here. Now, granted, Ooh. I totally understand the upside, but I'm specifically just going off a prospect profile because we don't have much to date to say on Jameson Williams. And going into year two, I'm not sure that's someone that I want in my top 20 if i'm gauging 2025 success but i understand the upside the guy that i'm going to go with here with what's my seventh pick is someone who actually i'm not even sure he's a fantastic buy right now and that's Devonte smith now the reason i like Devonte smith when looking at 2025 is well first of all we're looking at someone who's going to be 26 years old at the time so he's not going to be too old the other thing is he was next to aj brown last year Yet he was one of 15 wide receivers to put up a 25% target share and the only pair of teammates in the 2020s to put up a 25% target share on the same team. When you're able to do that next to an A.J. Brown in your second season, what that tells me is that if A.J. Brown wasn't there, you might have blew up the offense and been a clear lead alpha, possibly when one of the highest target share earners of last season in just his second year. Now, like you said, with the A.J. Brown knee injuries, if anything were to happen to A.J. Brown or this offense makes any uptick in the near future, 
Devontae Smith all of a sudden catapults, and I now have a value taking him as my seventh wide receiver off the board. Very interesting. I'm I'm stacking up some Lions. You apparently really like the Eagles. I had Smith as my 12th player on the board. So if you had taken Jamo before that, I would have taken Smith after that. I think that's a, a pretty good pick. For this next pick, I'm going to go with a guy that's got a need for speed. We want speedsters. This guy actually didn't test particularly well, but I'm referring to his tri- his speeding violation. I've got Jordan Addison here at pick 13. He'll only be 23 and a half years old come the 2025 season. Again, we don't know who his quarterback will be, but I think there's some kind of chance that he's eating into Jefferson's role at this point. Not that Jefferson's going to be out-targeted by Addison, but more so maybe Jefferson's 30% target share is down to 26, 27 because Addison's up in the mid twenties himself. This is a player that was very productive in college. He's an elite route runner. He's undersized, kind of like Devonta Smith. The reason that I would have taken Devonta Smith over Addison, even though there's a three-year age gap, is simply that Devonta Smith's more athletic. And I think he offers a little bit more, just in general, a little more versatility, a little more after the catch. But I can't deny that Addison's only 23 and a half years old. So after JSN, Quentin Johnston are gone, we're bringing in the next guy from this rookie class. And I think this is a good spot for Jordan Addison. I like the Jordan Addison pick there. I mean, that's the guy that I was actually going to go with here, but you've allowed me a chance. You said I was stacking up on Philadelphia Eagles, and now I'm going to stack up not only on old guys, but on Ole Miss guys. The guy I'm taking here is DK Metcalf. Now, when we look at it, he's one of the few remaining that's not going to be over 30 years old. When we look at keep trade cut, still in the top 15. The other thing is he's coming off a down season when we saw his value slip a little bit but it was the by far lowest touchdown rate of his career by over two and a half percent. In fact, when we look at guys that earn the amount of targets he does in their third and fourth seasons, deep down the field, so guys that earn at least a 24% target share over 12 yards down the field on average, we're talking about Hopkins, AJ Green, Evans, AJ Brown, the guy just took and DK Metcalf. We said we like this Seahawks offense. I don't think it's, it's completely out of the, realm of possibility to say DK Metcalf is still leading this team in target share come 2025. I had DK Metcalf outside my top 20. Adam is a near miss. The The player that I comped him to for dynasty value is Debo Samuel, who's a similar age to what Metcalf will be in two years. Debo Samuel is currently the wide receiver 25 in dynasty. For some reason, people just don't love Metcalf. I, I think it's partly because of the limited route tree. I think it's partly because he sometimes disappears for games, partly because he's not quite as high of a receptions guy historically. I'm a little bit concerned if he's still in the top 20. So I actually had him as one of my three near misses. My my only pushback to the Debo Samuel comparison, who's someone I definitely had completely off my board here, is that when we look at D, uh, Debo Samuel, we're looking at someone who's manufactured targets by his offense, at least when you look at average depth of target. I mean, last year, he had a four and a half average depth of target. That's, that's around Christian McCaffrey range. That's almost like a running back range receiver type average depth of target. DK Metcalf is at least earning that same target share deep down the field, which is susceptible to high fantasy production in any offense. Fair enough. I This next pick, you're going to hate this next pick. I am certain this guy is not in your top 20. What I like about this player is uh, he's shown a very high targets per route run. That is what we want from players. He's done it in a tiny sample. This guy went to a small school for college. He never played receiver until college. He actually showed up at Western Michigan 
and wanted to make the football team and didn't really know what to do. And they said, let's try you out at receiver. And then he led the team with over 800 receiving yards as an 18-year-old true freshman. The guy's just incredibly good at football. But sometimes you have a rough transition going from a school like Western Michigan to an incredibly complicated Andy Reid Chiefs offense. I am actually doubling down and taking Sky Moore here. Sky Moore caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl. His targets per route run, as I mentioned, was extremely high throughout his rookie year. And for all intents and purposes, he is their wide receiver one right now. Tony is injured, and even before Kadarius Tony got injured, Kadarius Tony actually got injured returning a punt. That is not what the wide receiver one of a team does, return punts in camp. Sky Moore has been the wide receiver one. Every single beat reporter has said this looks like the receiver that's going to get targeted the most. He's kind of the, the one receiver in this offense that looks like he can get targeted at a high rate without breaking down. Rasheed Rice might be there at some point. Doesn't look like he's there as a rookie. We know what Marquez Valdez-Scantling is. And he doesn't even matter because he'll be off the team by then. So I, I think Sky Moore at this point, he'll be entering his fourth season with Patrick Mahomes. Contract year coming up. I think he explodes. And I think the dynasty community is ready for it. So he'll be turning 25 during the season. And I think Sky Moore will be a top 20 dynasty receiver come 2025. I certainly did not have that guy on my board as you mentioned so you are not far off base there now i've almost got cornered into taking a guy that i definitely did not think i was going to take but that might be next pick or it might be yours because i'm going to skip over him one more time the guy that i'm going to take right here i know who i know this is i know this is you're not going to get him then i know you're taking the next pick but i don't you gotta you gotta gotta take him i'm committed (laughs) to taking this guy right now and this guy is Brandon Ayuk. Now, why do I like Brandon Ayuk in this possible 2025 draft? Well, he is on an offense that features Christian McCaffrey, the greatest receiving back of all time, basically. We have one of the best target earners to ever play tight end in George Kittle. And we have Debo Samuel, who's fresh off a top five season just a couple years ago and still earned a 24% target share. But who is still top 20 in yards per team pass attempt? Brandon Ayuk. In fact, with all these weapons in just his second and third season, he's put over a 20% target share and was the second leading target earner on this offense with these historically good target competition on the 49ers. If in the next couple of years, which is very likely because Brandon Ayuk's uh, contract will be up, there's going to be guys moved around. Kittle will be well past 30. Debo will be entering 30. Brandon Ayuk gets a chance to absolutely explode when he finally isn't on an offense that is absolutely crowded with possibly some of the greatest receivers of all time in one offense. Uh, That's a spicy pick. He was not in my top 20. He was not in my near miss section. Brandon Ayuk is 25 years old and the current dynasty wide receiver 19. Hard for me to believe that over the next two years, he's really making that type of leap. So I I left him off, but I think you make a compelling case. Uh, Do I think the player is talented? Absolutely. This is who I think you were going to take, and now he is mine. I'm looking at a guy that was just selected in round one of the NFL draft. I'm looking at Zay Flowers. Is this who you were taking? Nope. Because I know that you don't like Zay Flowers. Interesting. Now, now I'm curious who it is. So with Zay Flowers, what I like about Zay Flowers is the draft capital. He's fast. He gets open. Lamar Jackson is there long-term. It's someone he can grow with. At this point, Rashad Bateman's probably not on the team anymore. Come 2025, at this point, Mark Andrews is flirting with age 30. 
he's probably not quite the same force he once was. And I kind of think of this as the time where we see the Zay Flowers production. We go, okay, that's good. It's Lamar Jackson, though. It's We need a little more. Lamar Jackson gets a little less mobile. They start to design a further pass-heavier offense. I see Todd Monken still being there in 2025. And Zay Flowers is now just the number one target there. And when he's going to turn 25 years old during that season, hard for me to see the dynasty community not having him top 20. So I'll take him with pick 18. He was right outside my top 20, but the guy that I'm going to take, I know we've had discussions, but at the end of the day, this is someone who's still a top 15 dynasty wide receiver right now. And he's still rather young. In fact, when we look in 2025, he's going to be just 26 years old and he's put up a 20% target rate in every single season. Now, part of the reason you and me aren't totally in on him, like we've been talking about guys is, we project that he probably won't stay with an offense that still has to pay superstar quarterback and the guy that I selected first overall in this wide receiver draft. The guy I'm talking about is T Higgins. At the end of the day, he is still talented and has shown that he can earn 20% target rates ever since he was a rookie. If he finds himself on a solid offense, while it may not be the Bengals, this is a guy who probably still finds himself in the top 20 routinely in a way that you saw Chris Godwin in the top 20. That's a good one. I had Higgins in my just missed category, so can't fault you at all for taking him at 19. I, I think that's a, that's a pretty great pick. Now, this next one, this is we're going to stay spicy. You probably don't have this guy in your top 20, but for the 20th pick, I am going, I'm looking at a receiver who's dealt with injuries every year of his career. He did have around a 20% target share as a rookie. That's a great data point. He had uh, nearly a thousand yards last year. That's a nice little data point, despite missing several games and playing below 50% of the snaps and several more. So the guy nearly cracked a thousand yards, even though he only played in about 12 full games last year. I'm looking at Jerry Judy and he reminds me a little bit of Keenan Allen where Keenan Allen for the first few years of his career, it was so tantalizing, but the guy, there was always something, there were there were injuries, and you kind of went, wow, this looks like one of the best receivers in the NFL. He's just not quite putting it together. And then from age 25 through age 29, Keenan Allen did nothing other than average 102 receptions in 1,184 yards and six touchdowns over that next five-season span from age 25 to age 29. Jerry Judy will be 26 at this point, so we'll we'll, we'll bump that up a year. But I, I, I like the talent. Uh, there, there's obviously going to be no Cortland Sutton in Denver. I think they do extend him. It's just him and Marvin Mims. Marvin Mims was a rotational player throughout college. Greg Dulcich is great, but he's a tight end. I see Judy being extended and being in the prime of his career. It might be Russ. Not quite sure who the quarterback is, but I'm really not that concerned about it. I just think Jerry Judy's set up to smash this year and next year. He's currently 24 years old and his ADP is round four for redraft. That gives me a ton of hope and optimism that Jerry Judy's best seasons are ahead of him. So pick 20, I'm taking Jerry Judy. I assume he was off your top 20 slightly. He, he was actually right there in my 20. I had a few guys who I just all had in one line at 20. But if it came down to it, I was going to have to pressure pick if you didn't take any of them. Let's, let's hear who is left on your board. I'll go over my board after the, the few guys I had left. So the one guy who I had in my top 20, who you and me did not name and wasn't a fringe guy was Traylon Burks. Um, yes. I, Traylon Burks right now, 
the issue right now, even if you think Hopkins is an issue two years from now, he definitely won't, even if you think he is. But the main issue with Traylon Burks is we saw him put up above a 20% target rate as a rookie, above 1.5 yards per run as a rookie. Both those are good, especially on an inefficient offense. Now, here's the thing. They've been a historically low-volume passing offense, and their offensive passing efficiency also hasn't been very good. But we're giving this two years' time to where maybe by 2025 you have this player who we believe to be talented, and if his second year he does hit proves it, it's just a situation away from being a fantasy wide receiver one. By Burks at 17 on my board, he'll, he'll only be 25 years old. I think that's a pretty good pick. Derek Henry's out of the picture. He's going into his fourth season in Tennessee. Then anyone else on your board that is worth mentioning? Just college guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, there were two other guys I thought were pretty spicy that I had in my top 20. At 18, I had Elijah Moore. He'll be 25 years old. The, the thinking there is that it's probably some wish casting, but he'll be playing with Sean Watson still, who I think we both believe is going to rebound and once again be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Amari Cooper is out of there at this point. I mean, you, my mic might be picking up thunder because there's now a thunderstorm. Uh, I'm, I'm bringing the hot takes here. The thunder follows. Elijah Moore was just super, super good as a rookie. Terrible year two, though. I can't really blame him. Atrocious circumstances. It makes sense he'd be frustrated. The Browns clearly pounced on him right away and they like him. So I think after two years with Deshaun Watson, the chemistry's there. People go, well, he's only 25. He's at this point putting up over 1,000 yards again. We we want Elijah Moore. And then at 19, I had Jahan Dotson, who will also be 25 years old. Terry McLaurin's out of the picture at this point. It's just kind of him entering year four in Washington. No idea what the quarterback situation is. The whole team could look very different. But I think he he's pretty locked in as their, their top receiver at this point. So those are the two guys. And then... Near misses, I had Higgins and Metcalf as near misses. And then I also thought Christian Watson is worth mentioning. He'll be 26 years old at this point. I, I really don't know what to do with him. I, I think that the prospect profile was pretty bad. The rookie year was really good. Jordan Love is terrible. And he probably has Jordan Love for at least the next two seasons. So I, I just was really struggling to know what his stats will look like and how the dynasty community perceives him. Yeah, I think that's really great stuff. And, and actually... Uh, guys who I had above Elijah Moore who were kind of close to fringe top 25 guys. And this may sound crazy Mm -hmm. to you. Diggs, Adams, and Cup. I just put out an article on wide receivers aging, and I don't think it's totally out of the realm of possibility that they're 32 years old and still producing. We've seen it from guys before. So my thing is you got these guys that could still make a difference at 32 versus hopefuls, but those guys definitely were not making it inside my top 20. Yeah, no, that's uh, Ian over here likes the old receivers. I clearly like the young ones. I thought it was, this was a good exercise. You skewed a little older, a little more proven production. I skewed a little bit more younger for the most part. Took a few more upside swings, had a bit lower of a floor there. So I, I think we both constructed some some pretty nice rankings here. I'm just going to review it one more time, and then we're going to get to the most pressing question of the day, which, spoiler alert, Ian's going to reveal who his dynasty wide receiver won is projected to be ahead of that season. But before we get there, reminder that all our work's going to be on the33rdteam.com. It's going to be free. Like, subscribe, five-star the podcast, the 33rd Team Podcast Network on Apple and on Spotify. Ian, of course, is on Dynasty, is Dynasty underscore I am on Twitter. Make sure you're following him. I'm Jay Larky Tweets. But more importantly, again, Ian Miller is Dynasty underscore I am on Twitter. My favorite Dynasty follow. 
the lead dynasty analyst at the 33rd team. Deep breaths. Ian, we, we, we've teleported successfully to the 2025 NFL season. And the top 20 receivers in Dynasty among veterans are Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Drake London, Jalen Waddle at 8, A.J. Brown at 9, Amon Ross St. Brown, Quentin Johnston, Jamison Williams, Devonta Smith at 13, Jordan Addison, D.K. Metcalf, little spicy Sky Moore at 16, Brandon Ayuk at 17, and then the final three are Zay Flowers, T. Higgins, and Jerry Judy at 20. But none of these guys will be the Dynasty wide receiver one. These are the veterans, the top 20 veterans. Ian, who will be the Dynasty wide receiver one ahead of the 2025 NFL season? I thought I could do this spicy, but I'm going to have to make it the Dynasty wide receiver three. Because for my own sanity, I cannot put this guy above a Chase and Jefferson as much as we talk about him. But we have someone who is projected in the 2024 class to be in the same prospect bucket as both Jefferson and Chase. In fact, it's a small bucket that only features Julio Jones, Calvin Johnson, Des Bryant, Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase. Who is this guy? It's Marvin Harrison out of Ohio State. 